Three, two, one. Welcome back to the Good Report. If you heard the cat, that's because we're at Ryan's house, and he's got cats. You may still have heard kitten. You might have heard the kitten. She just Would wants somebody feed the cat? Yeah, she's been fed. It's been months. More than enough food. I'm just kidding. She has been Ryan fed. feeds his cats probably more than he feeds himself. Yes. They, we were actually just talking about this at the store the other day. Like, our cats eat better than we do. I've heard about that. Some they people. both get their own food. Yep. And we buy them more expensive food than we probably eat. And it's probably properly portioned. It is. Yep. See, we don't do that for ourselves. Yep, because... Kitten can eat whatever she wants, although we have to kind of limit what she eats. Biggie gets his own food, so she wants his food, and he wants her food, so we have to keep them separated. But then they also get wet food each, so and we get the kinds they like because yeah. they just won't eat the kinds that we don't we we need to buy. So yeah, so Ryan had a good idea. I did have a good idea. Give me the credit. Give Ryan the credit. <laughs> Ryan had a good idea. Ryan had a good idea, which I forgot. Ryan, what was your good idea? So, Gerald, tell us. You slept in a box for a night. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Was that what we were going to talk about? That's yes. what we were going to talk about. Yeah, Absolutely. So I literally said this to you less than two minutes ago, and he already forgot. Yeah, the cat's got me sidetracked. Yeah. Uh, so, Gerald slept in a box for a night. It was for good cause. There's this cause that we have every year in Champaign. It's called One Winter Night. Basically, you can donate or you could sign up to sleep in a box to basically learn about and experience what it's like to be homeless for a night. Gerald happened to be a good Samaritan, and he signed up. He took donations. Great Samaritan. Great Samaritan. (laughs) Humble brag. He signed up for the night. So what I'm going to do now is I am going to let him tell you about how his night in a box went. Yeah, so it was fun. It really wasn't like that cold. It was like 30 degrees. So it was But it snowed like, most of the night. And it did it did snow for like 4 or 5 hours or something like that. Uh only accumulated to like an inch though. But uh It was it was eye-opening. It was interesting. I mean, I mean, I think most anybody that could listen to this podcast who has the means to listen to this podcast is probably not homeless, right? But uh, it was just – it was interesting. I thought it was a new – just a a new way to experience something that you see on somewhat of a regular basis to then not really be – something that you don't – you see on a regular basis, but as soon as you see it, you like put it on the back burner – as it's not a real big deal and that it's not something that the community struggles with. But I found it to be really It was just eye opening. It was just sad. Sad. Okay. Like it was just sad. Like I stayed out for one night willingly and I noticed personally like, there's, like, hundreds of us lined up in boxes, okay? So there's not, like, it's just, just me out there. There's, like, hundreds of people lined up with boxes. And even as, like, when we're, Wait, like first, before you say that, I want to paint a picture for people. Describe your box. So think of, like, a downtown district with, like, bars and, you know, restaurants and things like that, you know, patios and stuff to sit outside and eat. And then think of just, like, the size of your refrigerator as the box it came in, the big cardboard box. And that's what we were in. Now, we had okay. the opportunity to bring 
anything that any blankets or any like warming layer, but we couldn't bring anything electronic to use as heat. So no space heaters, no like propane heaters, none of those things. Um, hand warmers were okay. Sure. Uh, and that was basically it. So I brought like, in my mind, I was like, if I'm going to do this, all I'm going to do is what I can carry out. So if I can't carry it to the box, then I'm not going to bring it with me. So that actually took away a lot of my blankets because there's just get really big and my mat that I was going to sleep on because I couldn't fit it. So I did it. I set up my box. I'm sitting outside and it's still, you know, we get there at like six o'clock in the evening and people are just like now flooding in to go get like dinner, like at some of these fancier restaurants. What night was this on? This was on a Friday night, right? Friday night. Yeah, yeah it was a Friday yeah. night. And usually Friday nights in downtown Champaign are fairly busy. Yeah. And even for like a winter. Yeah. And night, it, was it, like was still, it was like a busy. mildly cool night. Yeah, because it, it was only it like wasn't 30 cold, degrees. Yeah, but like, it wasn't, yeah. you know, warm by any means. It, it was, wasn't bitter. It was okay for people to move around downtown. And usually if you can, you probably will. Oh, and they were out. Yeah. And, you know, one thing I noticed personally was that when you walk past somebody on the sidewalk and they're walking as you're walking, more people just tend to acknowledge that person, whether Mm -hmm. it's like the head nod or the smile or the wave or whatever it is or the good morning, whatever you say to them. But when you are sitting on a curb next to a box, I'm telling you, people go out of their way not to look at you. That, you know, they can't cross the street because we're on both sides of the street. But, man, well, they, they will, like, look up at the moon. And it's it's crazy that you say that because people know that you are willingly participating in this event. Like, oh, yeah. you're not there uh, because you're homeless. You are, by all means, just a normal citizen who has a roof over their head. You're partaking and participating in this experience because you want to. And still, people can't even get out of that mindset that like oh this person's not homeless oh, i'm yeah. just gonna treat them like they don't exist and yep. just keep walking yep and so many people just walk right by you know to go spend a hundred bucks on dinner yeah you know uh i just thought it was really interesting in that and another thing that i actually had pointed out with that point wasn't pointed out to me that i just noticed was when you're in your box because there comes a point where it's just you're gonna lay down yeah you know you want to lay down even though it's just the concrete, but you're still better than standing on your feet all day. So I was laying down and then, you know, as, as people start walking past your box, the only thing you see out of your box are feet. And it's like just this, this constant reminder that you just keep getting like stepped on, man. Every time somebody walks past your box, they're like you're not even above their shoes, you know? And then even if somebody like knocks on your box to say hi, like there were like police officers that were roaming around, making sure everybody's safe. And they would come to boxes and say, oh, hey, what's, you know, knock on your box. Yeah, and they would be like, yeah, hey, what's going yeah. on, blah, blah, blah. And you, even that, you'd have to crawl out of your box. As I crawl out of my box, I'm still looking at their feet. Sure. And it takes me a second before I stand up and can make eye contact with them. So even at that, it's like the psychological mindset of every time somebody just walks past you, you're just getting stepped on again, which I find to be really interesting because it's like, I think homelessness is, you know, it's almost just like this constant, just, you just keep getting kicked, man, like while you're down. And so nobody can really ever get a hand up because they're just like that psychological 
gosh, you don't belong in society. You have no purpose in society. You won't add any benefit to society. So just stay down there then, you know, just stay down there, live a zero life. Don't need anything. Don't want anything. Don't give anything. And I just found it to be really interesting. Uh, that was one of the couple of things. And I just think that too, you know, from like a spiritual standpoint, like I'm not saying that everybody has to give every dollar they have to the homeless. But I just think that you should be more in tune to what God's doing when you see a homeless person on the corner. So if you're at the stoplight and you're four or five cars back and you're going to pass that person, you've got a few moments to think about it and maybe to pray and ask God, like, am I the person today that's going to feed him or is it the car 10 cars behind me? Is it the car in the next hour? You know, who's it going to be? And, you know, in that moment, you can just give five or ten bucks. And I'm not saying you have to do that every time. And I'm also not a huge fan of handouts in general. Like, we've really got to find a way to get these people just elevated completely off the street and not just, like, feed. You're almost, like, feeding just more into the problem because then they just get these things handed to them. And I don't know about you, Ryan, but I, I don't like getting things very often. So, like, it's even hard for me to, like, receive anything. Sure. Yeah. I mean. Even it, if I feel worthy of yeah. it. You know? And, like, how, how how does anybody feel receiving free money? Right. Super weird. Weird. Super awkward. Yeah. I mean, no matter what. Like, I don't even like getting, like, gift cards from yeah. people, you know, that I know from, like, for Christmas or something. I'm like, oh, gosh. Even if it's, like, $10 to, like, the iTunes gift store or something. Like, you still are just, like man, I just, did I really earn this 10 bucks from this person? Or are they just being kind, you know, blah, blah, blah. So I just found that to be really interesting about the whole homeless thing. So let me ask you this question. As you're laying in this box, like freely laying in your box, did you ever get to a point where you knew you were only going to be out there for one night and then you were going to be able to go home, take a warm shower, get in your warm bed, Mm -hmm. watch TV, watch YouTube, do whatever. Was there ever a point where you felt like, mentally broken for maybe even five minutes and you're like man this is rough like why am i doing this uh where you could actually experience that like you get into that mindset of like okay this is this is what it is like i i know i'm gonna go home and and resume my life but man this is terrible like I don't know how I'm going to do this for the next four hours or so. Yeah, there was like there was like one point. Like the one point I actually felt like I was starting to get a little cold too. Yeah. And it was like 2 o'clock in the morning or something when it started to get kind of cold. Uh, I guess I felt, you know, like it, it's hard to really get into the mindset because you know you're well, going okay, home the next let me, morning. Maybe I should know? ask you this way. Were you relieved when it was done? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I was like, yo, let's go home. I didn't stay for the breakfast. I went yeah. home and had my own breakfast yep. and then passed out, too, because I was I had stayed up the whole night. But, you know, I really just, like, think about it as, you know, it's it's this epidemic, really, because... It's becoming an epidemic. Yeah, it's like and there's a number cities. of reasons why. And yeah. Champagne has its own homeless issue. And, I'm, and I can assume... As our income, as our economy starts to grow and what's happening here with the state of Illinois and, you know, the wage increases and that's only going to, you know, uh, you know, go into and start to, I guess, influence this problem, too, because homelessness, we do. I wouldn't say we have like a problem here in Champaign, but there are definitely 
a number of people that if you're around town every day, monthly, weekly, that you see that yeah. you know are homeless. And especially like if you're just through town and there's people at churches that you know are homeless. There's people that you see at McDonald's yeah. or Burger King or just as you pass through downtown to get to the other end of town to the grocery store. There's a couple parts uptown where you see people all the time. And I wouldn't say we have an epidemic, but there is definitely a number of people here that you know are homeless. That's right. And, you know, gentrification, you know, as rent goes up, people can't afford their rent. And the place that used to be, you know, $600 to rent two years ago in another year or two, it's going to be $1,500 because of inflation and because of minimum wage going up and because of everything that's going to come with that. And you that. bring up all those things. And that's like the one thing that I guess made me really sad about the whole thing was when you look at the grand picture of homelessness, you feel very, very inadequate to solve any bit of the problem. Yeah. You know, like you just named all these things that go into it. And then to look at that picture of homelessness and, and you might only have 10 bucks to spare. You might only have $5 in your wallet to give them cash. It's like, does that. Man, do the does does the five bucks even make a dent? And no, it, and and it really kind of doesn't. But you really just hope, you know. Really, what I was kind of just hoping for and praying for while I was out there was, you know, that you, it all has to come through God anyway. God has to come in and and you know write the land, and people have to want it. And I feel like it's almost like like any addiction or any any really unfortunate situation you and you know i don't really want to say it but i'm gonna say it because i was just gonna ask you i mean i feel like you know you can get yourself out yeah. i feel like a lot of it's it almost like, becomes like an addiction yeah yes. yeah so it's like yep. gosh and and that's a terrible way to think of it yeah right? and it is but the more that and i've you know i don't know how homeless people live i've been thankful that i've come from a good family and had means and a house over my head my whole life, as have you, and we haven't had to struggle with trying to figure out where our food's going to come from or where we're going to sleep that night. But to a point, it almost becomes like any other addiction to where you think that's what your life is and that's what you're bound to. Right. And then as right? you give somebody more things, it's just like they get they get used to that and yep. get comfortable as where we really need to be giving them skills just do something with them, man. Like we got to take them off the road and give them a purpose. And knowing what I know about, you know, faith is that people have to want it. Yes. And so to get somebody on the streets who has literally been beaten, kicked down, you know, spit at, you know, all these things felt almost like, like they're not than, human, right? right? Almost like you're not yeah. human. It's very hard and very shameful for you to like try to rise up from that. And I am totally aware of that, but I do think that as a group of people, I think we're just so prideful of our own accomplishments that we just look at everybody who hasn't accomplished as much as we had and we just look down on them. You know, that's not everybody, of course, but, you know, that's a, you know, there's a fair amount of people out there who don't give any money because they probably agree similar to me. You can get yourself out. Mm -hmm. Like, you got there. And also, it's like, when you look at like sin, like you're forgiven for it, but that doesn't mean there wasn't a consequence for it. Yeah. Like you could be homeless because you got kicked out of your house with your family because you were just acting a fool all the time. Right. You know, I mean, like 
that has a consequence. Now, you can be redeemed and, and forgiven and, and rise up from that, but you have to want it. And I, I feel like that's for everybody. Like, it doesn't matter if it's homelessness or if it's a drug addiction, if it's anything. If you don't want it, you're not going to go get it. And how do you make somebody who's – you can't make anybody do anything, but how do you get somebody who's homeless to see that they – can be a beneficial part of society. Well, see, and that's kind of where having faith and and maybe being a part of a church or being part of something can be so beneficial. And that's how I want to kind of tie this in is that, you know, being a member of something or having somebody to look to or somebody to talk to or, you know, just having a pastor to talk to that can maybe get you in touch with a resource that can say, okay, I understand you're struggling now. Maybe this is what you're going through. But here's some help. Here's how we can get you out of this situation. Here's how having a little, little belief in God, being faithful, saying your prayers or asking, because it, I'm, I'm a large believer that if you pray for something and you pray hard enough and you pray loud enough and you pray, pray long enough, it will, what you pray for will come true. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. And so a lot of times just having that faith or maybe getting involved with somebody or finding somebody that you can get in touch with or becoming or being part of something, maybe somebody's like, okay, here's what we can do. And you know, and I think you kind of even said it too. You briefly said like they want to talk. Like that was one of my biggest things as I was sitting out there was I had nobody to talk to. Sure. And I think that was another big player, like another big player in me not being able to. And people just connect. going out of their way to avoid talking to yeah, you. Yeah, and they go out of their way, and then you start to feel that. Yep. And that just is a total and, – and it's so obvious, man. Like you might think that you're being you know, nonchalant, but gosh, it, you just scream yeah. that you're moving you're, – you're avoiding that person. Do you, does anybody like to be, feel that way? No. And so like you, you bring up like how it just – they get beat down over and over again. Every time somebody passes them, they get they lose a little bit of like dignity. Yeah. The next person that passes, and you can have a hundred people pass you in an hour, and that's a hundred little pieces of your dignity being stripped away over and over again because nobody wanted to give you a head nod or say good afternoon to you because you were homeless. Yeah. But they'll say hi to the person they don't know either as they walk by just because they're at eye level, and it was just it was just eye opening. I thought it was really interesting. Um, obviously our church was out there doing a lot of big things, trying to like fundraise, get people involved, you know, pray for people and things of that nature, um, which I think totally will make a difference. But, you know, you just look at the whole scheme of homelessness and you just get weary right away when you just look at the whole, how much work it would need to be fixed. Yeah. And you can only look up to God and be like, Hey, like, what do you want me to do to help this problem? You know? But I, I keep hearing this like same thing. It's like an empty cup can't pour, you can't pour into one. We, there's too many people that are just empty anyway. So we've got too many people that are empty that can't pour into a homeless person because they're empty. So we've got to get that person to get filled up so they can then speak to the homeless person and then fill them up. But it's got to start somewhere. And so uh, you know, maybe and, that's yeah, just it's the, and that's really kind of the believers. Then yeah, that's kind of the thing is it's got to start somewhere. And people think that. You see somebody on, you know, and you've done it, I've done it, my wife's done it, you know, your, our families have done it, our friends have done it. You see somebody on the street and, uh, you know, you're just, you ignore them because that's what you do because they're less of a person than you because they don't have a home or yeah. they're, you know, not even human and you pass them and we do it every day. We see it every day because what happens is you live in a town where there's homelessness and you experience it and it just gets to the point where you just pass it and it doesn't even 
cross your mind that that person is there anymore because you just see it every day. So you you become so accustomed to just passing and, yeah, you and living your it. life, right? Yeah. And, you know, Gerald just said it. There's no easy way to fix this issue. We're all guilty of doing it. We all pass homeless people. I'm not going to sit here and say that, like, oh, I give to people because I truthfully I'm I've done it before, but I'm I'm one of those people that typically doesn't give money, right? But there are ways that you can say, you know, maybe it's just praying a word of encouragement or, you know, offering up, hey, maybe I'm not going to give you money, but I'll take you into this McDonald's over here and I'll buy you a cheeseburger. And, you know, I think you just said it, though, because I kind of alluded to it earlier. They just want to talk. Right. And if you just can invite conversation. Well, I mean, yeah, that that's that's the positive thing to do. But even, you know, if you don't want to talk, just maybe offer up a prayer of encouragement, you know, overall. Right. Just yeah. throw a prayer up of encouragement. I think that'd be harder than just striking up a normal conversation. Yeah, I but mean, yeah, it's just they want to be heard. Yeah. There's no easy solution to this. Right? No. And I, I'm not trying to sit here and say that I have the solution. I just wanted to know, tell you guys what I noticed from yeah. it. And I, I, you know, it was pretty eye opening. And it's crazy that you experience this and voluntarily and people knew you're out there for a reason that you voluntarily decided, hey, I'm going to spend a night outside. Yeah. And yeah. I'm glad I did it. I'm glad I did it. It was fun. Uh, would you do it again? I would do it again if I had a group of people. Yeah. And I would, like, want a big group, too, like seven, maybe ten people. You know, you get everybody out there, and then, then you can start. Changing hearts. Changing yeah, minds, and then Opening up hearts and minds. Because it's just crazy. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know. It was it was a very eye-opening experience. and I. But it's probably good that you did go through it alone because that's what people do. Oh, yeah. yeah. Homelessness is like a s- isolating it's, thing. It's a very isolated. Yeah, it's it's personal. It's isolated. You know, they are out there alone by themselves. And the only help they get is whatever they get that day. Yep. So it's good that you experienced alone. I right? thought so. Yeah. It was, it was, yeah, I was good. Uh, so kind of moving on from that. We didn't have a ton of stuff to really go over. And to really chat about, we missed last week because life has just been crazy for me again. <laughs> Busy B over here. My schedule changed, and then just wasn't feeling it. Yeah, it was. Yeah, just out of funks and stuff like that. So we're trying to get back into it again. I know we always say that, but <laughs> one of these days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One yeah. of these days, it'll work out. Um, one thing that I'm going to go do on March eighth is I get baptized. Hey, so. Let's kind of jump into that real quick. Pretty nervous. Why? I don't know. I don't know if you're supposed to be. Are you nervous to like talk in front of the whole church? Um, is that really what it is? It maybe. Yeah, that's. I'm what sure it it's is. probably got something to do with it. Are you are you nervous to get dunked in just a pool of human water? Hopefully, I'm the first one in the water. <laughs> <laughs> you're not like the last person in the last group. I did say I was going to go at the nine o'clock service, yeah. so that is the first service. But uh, yeah, I just actually let me rewind this because I kind of wasn't. What day are you getting baptized? March eighth. March eighth. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I kind of wanted to touch on this thing of tithing because we were talking about homelessness and giving a few bucks to homelessness. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I've had this thing on my heart lately that I've wanted to do, and I haven't done it yet. And I'm actually going to talk to you about it. I wasn't going to put this on the recording, but I guess we will now. 
I wanted to. Okay, have you seen? I'm sure you've seen these things where it's like uh, somebody like hides like 20 bucks and like a thing of diapers. Yeah, yeah, for okay. sure. Yes, you've seen these. Yeah. Okay, perfect. Okay, so now churches might get mad at me, but if I feel like people don't like to tithe to churches. It's just kind of the way it is. They, they feel like they're getting robbed, like if they give the money to the church, which is totally not true. I mean, but, that's kind of weird. But I'm telling you. If no, you talk I understand to, what you're saying. Do you talk to anybody who hears anything about giving 10% of their income to a church? They yeah, go, why just, would I do that? You're giving empty money is, is essentially exactly. the they feeling. Exactly. They feel like they're giving it yeah. for nothing. Yeah. Now, obviously, I know that's wrong. You're just you giving money wrong. for essentially no reason. Right, yeah. right. You're, yeah, yeah. And you're expecting this big blessing yeah. from God. But, okay. So if you have a an issue with doing that— this is what I kind of want to challenge people. And this is what I want to do in the next like week or two with you. Um, I want to take what I would tithe or maybe even a different portion of my tithe and literally just give that money away to people, right? So instead of my church being the hands and feet of Jesus, I'm going to use my own hands and feet, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So now my thing was I have a couple different ideas of how I wanted to do this, but real quick, it's going to go something like this. I want to like put it in an envelope. I want to write, like I want to have prayed about the money I'm going to give away, like sit down, pray about it. And then, you know, however that comes to me, write down a scripture, whatever happens, put it in an envelope and then start like almost like Easter egg hunt it. Okay. I want to like record it. Right of like so ryan's uh brian probably wouldn't want to be on the camera so it'd probably be me but anyway ryan would record me putting it wherever i put it and with it i would put like a hashtag so once you find it you got to jump on like your social platform or whatever you use and hashtag whatever whatever we put right and it could be the good report who knows i don't know i'm just saying and what i want to do is i want to then post that video and you want it to be a snowball effect here. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I see what you're doing. You see what I'm trying to say? So, so when that person finds then the gift that you left, they take that gift, add to it, put it somewhere else and somebody else. Or if they need it, they use it. Yeah. Right. So if you find, you know, 50 bucks at the bus stop that I taped to the window (laughs) on the bus, maybe itself, you know, I'm going to do all kinds of stuff, right? Like I'm going to spend like a whole day and I was going to do like, a pretty mad amount of money for this first one too, which a mad amount of money to Gerald's like a couple hundred bucks. <laughs> I'm mad not rich here. Amount of money, baller. Baller with like eighty five bucks. But anyway, <laughs> so what I want to do is I kind of wanted to do that, and the reason I wanted to do it this particular way was because I feel like so many people, like if we take our church, I remember reading on our church is like. Uh, I don't know, like annual like report or whatever. Only like thirty percent of the pop the church that goes, you know, twice a month or whatever. I think the average is only thirty percent of those people are tithing. That's a pretty small number. Now I don't know why because I'm sure they've got enough money to still do it. So what is it that they don't want to give the money to the church? It's kind of like you don't want to give the money to the homeless guy. So you give the money to what I raised money for. See you at home, champagne, Urbana at home. Mm -hmm. You give the money to them and then they are the hands and feet of Jesus. But sometimes giving it to your church is somewhat unfulfilling. And I only say that from like, I can understand. I don't know. I mean, I know 
I know I get the report and it says, you know, 10% of every dollar goes here and yeah. 20 goes this and this, this, and this. And that's great. And I know that that's a very, very important thing that churches need to survive with. I mean, they're, they're not out there, you know, selling anything, right? You know, the gospel's free. But I feel like if you get out there and you touch somebody with it, you you like you get something from that you know and so what i basically want to do is i want to like get this like whole thing and i want to like do this on like a very regular basis with how i get paid or if ryan wants to jump in when he gets paid or however you want to do this for a little bit and just videotape putting money in envelopes praying about it and then putting it out in town and then as the days go by you know checking the social see if it like it gets hit right or or something along those lines and i just think that that might be a way to where you really get to see, you know, Jesus work, not just in your life, but directly to the person who found it or sure. that you gave it to. Because, um, you know, I'm, I've, I always feel like I'm a pretty generous giver when I have a few dollars to give. I, I don't have a lot of money. So for me to give, you know, 50 bucks, that, I mean, I'm not going to lie. That's like a big deal. That's a big deal for me. So... You know, I feel like if you can like split that into five people at ten bucks, like man, you never know. You never know. Like that ten bucks could like feed their kid for the next three days or yeah, something. You know what for I'm saying? Sure. Yeah. So absolutely. And like, were they gonna go to our church's Hope Center and get that? Probably not. I mean, maybe it could have been, but you know what I'm saying? So I want to start doing that. And I, 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 I was praying to God about this too, and I was like, I want to make sure that I'm doing this for the right reasons, not to try to start a YouTube channel or something. Not with doing my it face for the all clicks or for the yeah. views, yeah. With all my with my face all over it because it has nothing to do with me. But I really just want to show people that tithing. You know, I'm not going to get into a biblical scholar war between it, but I feel like, man, give it to the people right in front of you. If you're not going to give it to your church and have the church do it, because let me tell you something, the church is doing all they can already, especially I know ours is. Yeah. So every dollar our Definitely. church brings in is going somewhere. And that's kind of the problem with tithing, right? Is like you don't feel like it's practically applied because you give your money and you give your money as sort of a protection, right? That yes, it is. As yeah. you tithe, Lord is watching over you and he says, okay, thanks for giving me your first 10%. Right. Here's yep. how I'm going to protect you in any number of ways. Well, a lot of people, when they give, there's like an empty sense of giving because you don't see your money being practically applied. Right. You don't. And like, right. So we've had the church where they've had people stand up and yeah. people just randomly give yep. them money. That has happened on a few occasions when I've been at church. And I feel that those moments right then and there are when you have people reach into their purses and grab 40 bucks. Yeah, without even thinking. Without even thinking about it. And like when they give that $40 to that person who needs it, we don't even know what they need it for, nor right. does it matter. But you give it to them. And you you literally get to like see the exchange of it going for good. I'm not saying the church isn't doing that for good right. because they are. But what I'm saying though is I want to challenge people to start to tithe. And if you're not going to give it to your church, do something good with it. Do something else with it. Yeah. yeah, do something else good with it. I don't care if you have a standard donation and you're just doing it for the tax incentive. That's if that's where you're going to start, that's okay. Let me tell you, when I started tithing, I tithed so I could sell more Mercedes. <laughs> I did. Yeah. I did it no, worked. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. It, it worked. Because that's just God, he saw my heart and knew that it was, you know, you know, not really the purest of reasons, but the principle of the system is you tithe and he will bless you back. He still sees your heart. And it was only a matter of time before I was tithing for the real reasons. Right. But 
if you can get people to tithe to the individual that like you see right now struggling, dude, that I think has the option. Because you know what it really is? It's like, like you said, it's the snowball. So if I give 400 bucks away in a video and that hits 10 different people's lives, not only did I touch those 10 people's lives, I might have encouraged somebody else to go do the same thing. So now he's going to go or he or she's going to go spend 200 of their dollars and they're going to touch 10 more people. Now, dude, now Gerald's so just now you're got paying 20, it for you're paying it forward in a more positive in a, way. In a, right, in a different manner, not yeah. just cutting the check to your church. Sure. And now I want to do that. Now, some might say, well, then you're supposed to tithe your 10% to your church and this is your offering. And I'm not going to get into the specifics about it. I don't make a ton of money. I'm going to take my 10% and I'm going to give it directly to the people in my community that I see that could benefit from it. I'm not going to wait on my church to go give it to one to Convoy of Hope, which is a phenomenal organization. It's been in Australia fighting forest fires. It's where hurricanes go. It's where earthquakes end up. Phenomenal, phenomenal thing. But there are people in my town of 1,000 people that I can literally help right now that do not go to my church, that will never walk into my church, that will never walk into the Hope Center. And if I can touch them— Maybe don't even know what the word tithe means. Doesn't even, right, doesn't even understand what yeah. it is. And if I can touch that person and you know they open an envelope and it's got a $100 bill— and it's got a, a Bible verse from God, and if you prayed, and if you prayed about it, and before you put it in there, that verse will hit them, and they'll be like, "Wow, this is what I needed." This, 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 and all of a sudden, it wasn't even about the money. Now you just, you might have just saved a soul. Very well, true. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Now that person's sure. like, "Holy cow, this hundred bucks pays my power bill." Now they get to, you know what yeah, I'm saying? They, they're living another month, and they don't have to worry. Right. Well, at least they don't have to worry about that bill for a month. Right. Right. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and so. And, and that's how you really drive hope in people. And what's the whole gospel really about, man? It's the hope in Jesus. It's like that we, we pray and hope that he's there to save us and catch us and walk with us as he is. But it's so many people don't know that. And I feel like that's an interesting way of like getting attention brought to the topic. Not just for the person that does tithe, mm -hmm. but for the people that don't that go to church and for the people that don't go to a church to get fed you have an opportunity to feed them through maybe even not even a real contact you might never actually meet them most of the time you probably won't. most of the time yeah. you probably won't and that's kind of how i want to do it because i don't necessarily want to like meet meet. sure you know but if i'm like going through the checkout right if i'm going through the checkout and there's a lady in front of me who's perfect example perfect example as i think of this i was behind some lady the other day who was checking out at the grocery store she had a ten dollar bill Wow, I'm just I'm just getting hit right now with what I should have done, and I didn't do it. But she had a ten dollar bill, Ryan, and she was buying like cans of green beans, corn, and you know some type of like mac and cheese box. Like she was trying to feed. Literally, I'm telling you, I, I'm she's trying to feed her family for the evening. Like no joke, and her total came to like ten twenty something. It was over ten bucks. Yeah, and she had to take one of the cans off. That's the opportunity right there. Yep. You know what I'm saying? That's the opportunity. Did I have 20 extra cents? Not literally on me. I don't, I mean, it's 2020 here. I mean, yeah. I'm a millennial too. I don't have any cash, but you know what I could have done? I could have swiped my debit card for those 10 bucks and she could have just kept her $10 bill. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Now I take that 10 bucks that I would have given to my church and now I'm just giving it directly to this woman. And maybe I get an opportunity to give her an encouraging word or I get to know her name. And before you know it, 
maybe she's attending church with me. Maybe. You know what I'm saying? Or there's going to be another opportunity in which you can do better. Right, right. Or, or now that she's got the 10 extra bucks, maybe she can pay it forward. Maybe not all the 10 bucks, but maybe she knows somebody that needs to get a ride on the MTD bus for a dollar. Now she's got an extra dollar. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like, you know, you know that most of the world lives on less than $2 a day. <sighs> and that Americans want to sit here and cry about, you know, $85 a day. Like, come on, bro. Like, we've got so many bigger problems to do than your Mercedes and your Tesla and all this nonsense. But you want to then, you know, belittle the homeless guy because he can't get a hand, you know, a pick me up. It's just backwards to me. And, you know, I, I really am like getting like as I as I walk into like this walk with Jesus, the more I go through it, the more I get into it, the more I just see so much wrong with the world. And you just look up to God and you go, well, what are you doing about it? And you know what he says to me? He says, well, I made you. Because he needs the people to be able he to. Needs yeah. He needs man. He needs an need, army. Yeah, he needs Things aren't going to change if we don't change it ourselves. Yeah. And, you know, God's not just going to go ahead and all of a sudden just turn a switch on and everyone's going to give everybody money. But that's how you affect change is it starts with one single person, dude, one single action. It does. And not even to mention, like, say the person that sees me give that to somebody. Perfect, perfect example. Now you started a conversation. Now you started right? a conversation. I was at Arby's with my daughter like a week ago, maybe a couple weeks ago. Yo, those curly fries are fire. Though. Yo, I, yo, Arby's is good for some <laughs> reason. I don't know. I used to never go to Arby's, but now I go. It's, it's oddly good. But anyway, there was a couple sitting in a booth, and I'm just hanging out with my daughter, just getting a quick sandwich, and two older gentlemen. I'm talking really old. Yeah. They walk in and they're like, I mean, tortoise slow, bro. <laughs> tortoise slow. Oh boy. Like, <laughs> like tortoise Ooh, slow. Like it was like a step every 30 yeah. seconds. But like they're old, right? Yeah, they're trying sure. to get a sandwich too. Absolutely. So but what you do is I and and this is like just the snowball effect, which is what I'm hoping to I'm hoping to d- start. All right. Was I see this guy, he's with his wife. He gets up out of his chair and goes outside to open up the doors for these two older guys, right? Kind act numero uno, okay? He then comes and sits back down. Now, older guy, older gentlemen then go up and they order. Now, they then pay for the lady behind them who had a couple of kids. So they... they so they've got a door open. I'm not saying that door opening is what started this, but yeah. it looks like it. So the door opened, kind act. They walked through. Kind act number two is them being like talking to this lady. Oh, we'll just buy your food. Just order it on whatever ours is and, and yeah. we'll be good. And so kind act number two. Now, when I left, I was like, who can I be kind to? Sure. You know? Kindness is contagious. It really is. So I just I just want to challenge people to to really like – Find I, – I almost feel like you should put it in your budget. Like if if you don't tithe, you should start doing that first. But if if you don't tithe to your church, take that top 10% of your income, set it aside, and go find a way to bless somebody. Go because find there's, a way. I mean Gerald's doing it in a more practical human-to-human, person-to-person way. There are tons of other ways that you can do this, right? Yeah, yeah. You can – I mean, if you don't want to give it to somebody individually, there are all kinds of things you can donate to. There's all kinds of things that like 
find whatever sparks your interest or like whatever's in your hearts for us we're big pet lovers so maybe you go and give it to your local shelter right or maybe yes. you volunteer your time at the shelter yeah or maybe you That's donate to one. the aspca to maybe help you know another animal get funded for a month or yeah, to so they help can pay stop the commercials for supply yeah those, God, so sad terrible. <laughs> uh maybe maybe it's that so that you know their employees are paid or they have food for their animals to give them while they're at the shelter i mean there's all kinds of different ways that you can get involved and there's any number of different things you can do you know there's always ways or it's either and you hear it at the church there's either there's really there's two ways to give you can give your money or you can give your time yep. or you can give your money and your time yep right and let me tell you something god notices all of it yep so he notices when you're not giving your money and you're not giving your time and you're just keeping wanting because let's be honest i mean Money is one thing, right? Like we're all tied on money unless you're not and you're happen to be one of those people. Yeah, but most people In are which case then you do con- have yeah. money that you can go out and bless some people that maybe you should. Um but we all have time. There's a lot of times we're just sitting at home and it's like, Well, what am I doing here? You know, you're not doing anything. You're sitting there and right, you're gonna have time where you just can Netflix and chill. That's fine. But there's times when it's like Maybe in, I think as you get a little bit older, you start to finally realize like I can be using all this dead time that I have to maybe go help somebody else or to help something else. Right. And it feels good to do so. It does feel good. So, I mean, there's all sorts of different resources you can find. And if you, that's what I would encourage Gerald's taking a more practical approach to it. If you want to, there's all kinds of resources, go online, hit the internet up, find what you're interested in. Just get involved with something because yeah. you will feel better about it. You've got to, you've got to give. Yeah, and you can influence any number of outcomes or any number of lives with the with your actions. Yeah, like, so you don't like giving to the homeless person directly because you think they're going to go buy booze. That's fine. If even if they don't, that doesn't matter. It's not really your place to judge. But nonetheless, you could give it to a shelter in your location. Yep. And then when that person hopefully goes there, you know. They've got a warm bed or something to eat, you know, things like that. So, like for instance, you just we just got to start giving. Yeah, we were talking earlier. One of our cats, Biggie, over there. Now he's taking a nap because that's what he does. He's got kidney issues and he has to be on a special food. So what happens is we had to give him. This is we had to give. We took him to the vet. Long story short, they gave us a prescription. Now he has to eat prescription food. So that's mm-hmm. where we're at in this life. But anyways, we bought this sampler pack of food because in order to be able to in the in the pack even says on it what good is is a renal diet diet if your cat's not going to eat it right so we have this whole box of like four cans of food over here that our cat's not going to eat so what are we going to do we're going to take it we're just going to give it to you know either our vet that we take him to we're going to take it back to the store and be like look i know our cat won't eat it we've already paid for it do something good with it so there's all kinds of different ways like yeah. you have cans of food or cans of things that you haven't eaten instead of throwing it out, take it to your local food shelter. If you have clothes that are too small, donate it to something. There's all kinds of different ways. Find a way to be generous. Yep. And that's really what I feel like when it comes down to like the mass, mass problems like we face as a society. To me, it comes down to we're a very closed off society and it's easier to hate you from a distance because you can't hate people up close. Because you can't hate them up close. Yeah, you hate somebody at a distance, go shake their hand and still hate them. Yep. It's a whole new ball game. Yep. It's a whole new ball game. You actually get to know somebody. And so, so now, you got to be – hold on. And generosity, like, begets generosity. So 
man, you start really start giving and giving and giving like with real intention behind it. And dude, you will have the opportunity to not just give somebody a monetary value, but to give them hope. And that's really what everybody in this whole entire world needs is a little bit of hope that things will get better. They're not stuck in this endless rut of homelessness or drug addiction or whatever. And that comes through generosity. And like you said, it could be a million things. And I liked what you said too the most was your time. Man, if you don't have any money to give to somebody, just go sit with them on the corner for 20 minutes while they try to get some money. Why don't you just sit there and say hi to them? You don't, you don't know what in that 20 minutes. And to be perfectly honest, like you being generous in that moment with just your 20 minutes of your time, like the father will find a way to benefit you out of that too. And it could come monetarily. It could come just from like a spirit thing that you feel full, like the father filled you up. It could be that you feel just grateful that you got an opportunity to help somebody and then you get to go home but there's just too much of it like just us pointing the finger and and almost like turning a blind eye to all the issues we face yeah and i feel like you just kind of came full circle because this whole episode kind of started with you spending a night out in a box because you wanted to figure out and see what it was like to be homeless so now instead of just taking this experience and just being like, okay, I did it for the experience. What you did is you found a way to actually help by saying, okay, I'm going to take an envelope of money in a scripture and I'm going to put it somewhere for somebody to find so that maybe I can help this person right? in, in that circle. And so once that person finds that, maybe this person is now influenced to go help somebody else. And now what's happening is you're starting snowball to the snowball effect and you're you're influencing change person by person by person in a very meaningful and real way. Yep. And how do you end that cycle of homelessness or tragedy or addiction? It starts with little simple things like that. Yep. And they need to have hope. And and, yep. The people need hope. And sometimes it's finding that $10. That's what I'm saying. $10 in your pocket that you forgot you had. Maybe that's going to pay for your food for the day. That's right. Or, you know, you forgot that you left, uh, you know, $100 sitting in an envelope somewhere, and that's going to pay your electrical bill for a night. And I just want to drop a real quick statistic on you. Uh, And then we'll probably wrap up. Was people always talk about being like the top 1% in America. You have to make a ton of money to do that. But did you know how much money you have to make to be top 1% in the world? No. $34,000. Oh, boy. That's it. So in the United States, we're working our way towards this $15 an hour minimum wage. Dude, that means all of the United States of America in the next few years. If you have a minimum wage job, you will be the top 1% of the world. But Americans are stuck in this tiny bubble of only America, which if you leave America, you will quickly realize we're the only nation. Well, one of the few like this. We're very, very isolated. Very, very. Yeah. We're, we, you know, we've got a lot of money that we, you know, so just think about that for a little bit. 34,000 bucks puts you in the top 1% of the world. Like I said, most of the world lives off of less than $2 a day. And you spent $4 on your macchiato. Not to beat you up and condemn you because I spend four twenty five on two monsters. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's not like yeah, I'm man. sitting here like 
high and mighty about it because you know i've got just as many issues too but you know i spent like five dollars on a cappuccino and one of those cherry pies at the gas station this morning yep see you know it happens see consumerism right too. so just to kind of think about some of that stuff but yeah thirty four thousand bucks puts you in the top one percent of the world's population in income so if you tithe ten percent of that that's thirty four hundred dollars a year that's just over like like what is that like two hundred and like seventy bucks a yeah. month or something like that you'd have to tithe tithe that money and do it in your own way. But I just encourage you to find something to start to tie the 10% to. And if it is your church and that's what you're comfortable doing, then do it. Yeah. That's how churches live. But if you're not going to Because there's a lot that, of people. Yeah. I mean, yes. There are a lot of people at that church who need... And there's that money needs to go somewhere. There's a lot of places that that church is depending on that tithe so that that can help other things and other people yeah. in other ways. But if you're like one of those people that's like stuck up on, I don't want to pay their salaries and yeah, all that, for sure. you know, if you want to, if you want to be like that, which, you know, to each their own, then find a different way to yeah. do it. Find a different way to impact. Find something that's meaning, meaningful to you. Right. Right. I, it right. doesn't matter if you like roll down to your local grade school and pay off like the lunch debt. Because that's a very real thing right now, too. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you don't got to go have 50000 bucks and pay off Toys R Us. And that's going to help real kids with real issues. Yeah. You don't have to have a lot of money. And yeah. to be honest, like, the, the people – there's more people with a little bit of money than there are with a lot of money. So yeah. when you really look at the picture, it's like if everybody just started giving the little bit that we do have, there's a lot of us. So – to be honest, like I think that it would it would come back, and, and in like twenty five years, it'd just be a, such a customary thing to just start helping our neighbors with money. That payday loan sharks who out of business and big, you know, you know, what I'm yeah. saying like people paying thirty. And and here's the thing too is, it, and you could just do this like if you just want to like bless, I don't know, you know, somebody close to you, just don't expect to get anything back from it. If you're gonna give somebody a hundred bucks, just literally act as if you just literally didn't want it and gave it and you won't get it but the father will find a way to bless you i promise you that if there's one thing i know it's that when i tithe and i give the father is very very kind right back to me very kind and not just in this you know he's giving me a high five it's that i get blessed back in other means mm -hmm. whether you know i i have a nail in my tire right now yeah, I, actually, yeah, I just had one of those earlier this week. Yeah, so I have a nail in my tire, yeah. which I go in now Monday to get fixed. It was going to be Friday, but I don't think I'm going to make it. it not this Friday. It was yeah, next Friday. So annoying. So I have to. And I moved it up a couple days to try to get the tire fixed, but you know, do I have you know? Hopefully, I'm going to buy a new tire for two hundred dollars or two tires for because I'm that weird guy that just doesn't want to have one new brand new tire. Well, I mean. Not to be that guy and to go like all technical, but typically you shouldn't change one wheel. You should you typically sh change both tires. Both of them, yeah. Because of balance issues. But that's a whole nother podcast. Yeah, so we'll see. So it's like, it's gonna, like, I'm gonna get to the place where, where Sharon is, because Sharon's my lady up there. And I'm gonna be like, yo, hey, so what's really going on? And, you know, they've been very kind to me in the past. So, you know, I just anticipate. And they're like, hey, you know what God. we did? We just smacked a patch on there, $25. Let's that's go. That's what I'm saying, right? You and, know? you know, I've had, you know, times where I was like short on cash and like I needed like I had like 60 bucks, but all right, I had a $60 oil change I had to pay for. And it was like, man, I got to get this done or, you know, car maintenance, sure. you know, you don't want a car to blow up, blow these things. <laughs> and 
no joke. Yeah, I You're sat taken there. Care of. Yeah, I sat there for yeah. an hour and a half. They took a long time to do it, but I got the oil changed for free. So yeah. it's just how God works. So you've got to just really just be open to how you get repaid because it might not literally be money for money. But this is getting a little long. So, folks, here's what we're going to do. Yeah, like Gerald said, this is getting a little long. But here's what we hope happened today. We said a lot of things, but I feel like this honestly was one of our most meaningful episodes that we've ever recorded just because there was a lot of realness that you brought to it in your experience. And there was a lot of helpful things that maybe you said, hey, here's what I experienced. Here's how we can tackle it. Here's how I feel will be beneficial to that. And so what we want to do is we just want to encourage everybody. If there's something you took out of this, like bring it for somebody else use this episode to affect change for somebody else or for something else. Yes. Right. So Gerald's going to pray us out. When the podcast is on every it's, source you it, can think well, it's of. Not, no, it's okay. It's so no. Not. So we're on our iHeartRadio. Yep. We're also on um, iTunes. iTunes. And we're on, what's the other one? SoundCloud. SoundCloud. There it is. Okay. I'm so going to work on getting this on Spotify because that's where I get all my podcasts from now. Oh, okay. Um, eventually, but SoundCloud, iHeart iTunes. Okay. And right. our Instagram is the Good Report Pod, right? Yep, absolutely. Yes. So the Good Report Pod. So feel free to add us on there. We're not very social media kind of people. We're, tr- we're trying. We're figuring that out. We're trying. I've been saying that for like a year now and I haven't done anything. <laughs> so we might not figure it out. But And we will be back with new episodes at some point just like this one is. Yeah. I'm going to try to post this as soon as I can. Yeah, but For sure. We're going to go hit the gym up, guys. Yeah. And girls. So I'll pray us out. Father, we just thank you so much. We thank you for the time here today. We thank you for your words. We thank you for your love. And we thank you for your kindness. Father, we we hope that, you know, this message today was, was easy to receive. Uh, Father, we didn't want it to be something painful or something that people were going to, you know, turn off. But we, we do want to, like, bring a, a an awareness of that we could be doing more as the church. Um and I, I like to put a little C on that one because it's just like an individual person as the church walks in out to to do your work. And so, Father, we just we just pray that you lift up everybody who listens to this and we pray that you you bless them in an abundance of ways to where their their coffins are overflowing to where when they look back at their checking account balance or, or the pantry, as you might say, that it's just bursting at the seams and and that they've got just this huge desire to give. Uh, and Father, we just pray that in your name. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Peace. We'll see you guys next week. Peace.